Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Aligned and Well podcast. It's Shawnee here, your host. I'm really pumped about today's interview. Uh, I'm going to be interviewing um, a dear friend, a colleague. Her name is Sarah Viesness. Um, So Sarah is a purpose alignment life and business coach, and she loves working with healers. And I think that's one of the reasons why we connect so well is because I love working with healers. Um, She works with healers that want to leave their soul sucking nine to five and start their own business, use their gifts and their talents to live a life of freedom, of alignment, of abundance. And so um, we're going to dive pretty deeply into some of the resistance that can come with working in a job that is not aligned with who you are and and with your heart and working through that resistance and the mindset that you really need to step out of your comfort zone and do something different. Um, As someone who recently left my nine to five job within the last couple of months, um, You know, everything was really fresh in my mind whenever we did this interview, and we get super real about it. Um, And so for those of you listening who are um, really feeling misaligned with your current work, whatever that might look like, if if you're a nurse, if you're not, um, if you just feel misaligned with where you're at in your professional life, this episode is for you. And I hope that you walk away with some clarity, some encouragement, And yeah, I just, I hope you guys enjoy this conversation. So let's dive right in. Hi friends. My name is Sean Arsenault, but you can call me Shawnee. I'm a board certified nurse coach and holistic healer. And I want to help you transform your life in a way that feels in total alignment with your heart and who you truly are. Each week, I'll be sharing with you my tips on how to become more empowered in your own wellness journey and create a vibrant, fulfilling life that reflects your values and your truth. You'll hear insightful interviews on different life and wellness topics and stories from myself and other beautiful souls who share my mission of spreading love and light in this sometimes dark world. My hope for this podcast is that you will walk away feeling inspired and more aligned in your purpose. This is your permission to get curious and lean into your intuition as we all learn and grow together. Welcome to the Aligned and Well podcast. All right, Sarah, I'm so excited to have you on my podcast. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited too. Yeah, <laughs> I'm really I'm pumped about this topic because, as you know, I I legit just left my job um, last month, and this is this is something that I'm like fired up about right now. Yes. <laughs> so, before we dive into our topic today, can you just give people listening a little bio, a little background on who you are, what you do? Absolutely. So, I'm Sarah Viesness, and I am, I guess I would call myself a purpose alignment coach or a holistic business coach. I haven't really settled on a title that fits perfectly. Um, but what I do is I help uh, healers, specifically um, nurses, uh, coaches, teachers, um, really anybody in that healing world grow a business, start their own business, leave their nine to five so they can use their gifts and talents and do what they love and make money doing it. Mm, Yeah. 
I love that. I love that the, the purpose alignment, that that wording is just like, it resonates so strongly with me because mm-hmm. so often I think whenever we're in these roles in in the teacher role, in the nurse role, or in, you know, like a very typical profession like that, it, we kind of get boxed in. Right. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we, we love the the profession, the career, but we don't exactly feel aligned with the mm. structure of how it's, you know, how it's presented to us. So I, I'd Absolutely. love to know what, it, what inspired you to become a, a coach in this way? Like what, what inspired mm. you to, to work with healers specifically? Yeah, absolutely. So I'll start a little bit further back, um, kind of at the beginning of my nurse coaching journey. Um, So I found the Nurse Coach Collective in 2019 through a very good friend of mine. I've been a nurse for uh, 17 years now. Um, But I also found this Nurse Coach Collective and just the messaging behind it and like the like health and wellness aspect of things and, and really just looking at health in a different way, something that's more individualized and something that's really personal. Um, and just the Western, uh, being in Western medicine for the last many, many years, also as a paramedic before that, um, I've just found that, that sometimes that's just not always the answer, right? It can be part of the answer. Um, but sometimes not the whole answer. So I found the nurse coach collective. I went through that and, um, in that program, you have pro bono clients, which are basically clients that you get to offer your coaching services for, for free. It's usually friends and family, maybe sometimes a coworker. Um, but I found going into that, I wanted to do health and wellness coaching. But once I started coaching people and they would say something like, I have an idea for this thing. Mm. Or one of my clients that I worked with pro bono said, I have this fire in my belly, but I'm just not sure what to do with it. Um, And so it was really about passion and finding that purpose in life that maybe didn't fit with the nine to five, but they couldn't really figure out how to bring that out into the world. And that got me excited that I love health and wellness coaching. I love talking about health. You know, I'm a nurse at heart. Absolutely. But when people start talking about their passions and their talents and their gifts and things like that, I just get so excited and I want to help them bring that out and shine that light into the world. So that's a little bit about how I got into more about like that purpose and um, really turning it into a business because oftentimes we stay in a nine to five for money, right? Mm -hmm. We have to pay our bills. We have to eat and all of those things pay for our home and, and things like that. But if we're having to do that, sometimes that's out of alignment, right? And if we can get more into alignment with our gifts and our talents and our just special sauce that we've been gifted with and make money doing it, then we don't have to live out of alignment. We can live in just that true alignment, pure flow, getting paid to do what we love and I get goosebumps thinking about it. It's just... Yeah, I'm getting goosebumps hearing you talk about it. I really love that you brought that up. And I think it's so, I think it's really, really important to talk about because I feel like, you know, society has these, um, these like standards of like, we work cannot be in the same like playing field as play or like enjoyment, right? Like we work to work, we work to make money um, so that we can do all of our other fun stuff, but it can be both. Like we can have fun while we work. We can do what we love while we work. And 
So I'd love, can you dive into like, how, how do you help people like access that, that piece of themselves and like that, the creativity of like finding their gifts and creating a business around it? Like what, mm, what's yeah. your process there? Yeah. So oftentimes people will already have something that they love to do. Mm-hmm. Um, they already have an idea or they've maybe even been doing it already Mm-hmm. either for free or for just um, like a low cost, right? Yeah. Um, so for instance, I worked with someone who was going through a nutrition coaching program. She loved nutrition. She loved helping people look at it differently um, yeah. and in a more healthy way, right? And more individualized way. And so she loved doing this coaching, but she wasn't sure if that could actually be a business, if she could actually make it work, mm. make enough money, you know, to be able to leave her nine to five. Um, if somebody doesn't know exactly what their purpose is, one way that I love to work with people is really trying to figure out, okay, let's look back at some of the things in your life. So, um, those can be like past experiences, past jobs, Mm -hmm. uh, what skills you have, what hobbies do you love? And it may not necessarily be exactly like woodworking, for instance, say it might be someone's hobby. that might not be what they end up loving, to do or want to do as a job, but what is it about woodworking? What is it about that creative process? Or is it about using your hands, you know, really diving in and digging down to kind of the core, getting curious about Mm. what is it that you love about that? Yeah. You know, it often leads to, um, I don't know if you've read the book, the genius zone, but they talk about everybody has a zone of genius. Yes. Digging and being curious and asking questions and trying to figure out, well, what's your zone of genius? Where are you just in complete flow to where it's like time just stands still because you are just in flow. Yeah. So um, I think asking questions, getting really curious, but like I said, most people know what their passions are. They know what they love to do. They're already probably doing it. Mm-hmm. And maybe even for free and could be getting paid to be doing it so that yeah. they could potentially leave their nine to five and do it all the time. Yes. Oh. What comes to mind for me as you talk about that is like, you know, so if I, if I'm thinking about before I, before I started my own business, right. Um, that those ideas, like, you know, I had all these like creative ideas for what I wanted to do. And there was so much resistance that would come up for me as far as like, am I actually going to be able to do that? How can I like turn something that I love as like a hobby into a career? Like, is that doable? So how do you, how do you move around that resistance for people whenever you're Mm -hmm. coaching them? Yeah, that's such a great question. Um, And something that comes up, I think for everybody, it certainly came up for me. Um, There's so much around the mindset of an entrepreneur and a business owner. Um, Mm -hmm. When you start your own business and you start to put yourself out there in that way, Mm -hmm. all of your stuff comes up. Mm -hmm. So whether Mm -hmm. that's maybe fear of what other people might think, Mm -hmm. uh, money stories, right? Our mindset around money, um, our value, our worth, Mm -hmm. um, all these things start to come up when you Mm -hmm. start your own business. So one thing that I like to talk through people about about, of course, is money mindset, right? And their value. So I believe that we're all given these gifts and talents and passions for a reason Mm -hmm. to share with the world. And to, I, of course, I love working with healers, but I believe that we're given a lot of these gifts so that we can help heal other people. 
Mm-hmm. So when you are working on moving towards working in your passion, right? As a job. Yeah. One thing that you really need to get clear on that I love to get clear on and work with, with my clients is their why, right? Like what is the why behind this? Um, one of the tools that I learned actually in the collective as a coach is the six whys. Some people call it the seven whys, yeah. but that's one of the tools that I use with my clients. So if anybody that's listening would want to use this exercise, it's really just asking yourself why you're doing something and then continue to ask yourself why yeah. for each answer that you have go six levels deep, seven levels deep until you get to that place. And that answer that really you'll feel it either in your heart space or in your gut, mm-hmm. or you'll have some sort of emotional reaction. But I think knowing your why and why you're doing it doesn't always dissipate the fear. It doesn't mm-hmm. always make everything away. It doesn't make everything better instantly, mm-hmm. but it's something that is going to help you get through some of those times where a fear might come up or an old belief will come up and you'll have to work through that. So Um, that's one of the ways that I like to work with people through some of those things that come up when you are starting to think about putting yourself out there and putting your gifts out into the world. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever you were talking about the, the whys, it made me think of like, you know, whenever kids ask you over Mm -hmm. and over again, why, why, why? And they get to, they ask as many times as they need to, to get to arrive to an answer that they are, they feel good about, you know, mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. Like once you get to a certain point, um, they're like, okay, that, that answer is sufficient enough for me. So they're looking yeah. for evidence as they're asking these questions. And that's exactly what we have to do with ourselves whenever we're putting ourselves out there like this. And um, yeah, I just want to like appreciate the fact that entrepreneurship is a very vulnerable Like it's a very vulnerable space because it's no longer like you working for someone else and you kind of doing all these tasks for somebody else. It's, it's Mm -hmm. you literally creating your life the way you want it to. So there's a lot, it seems like to me that there's a lot of weight behind that. Like if it Mm -hmm. doesn't work out, then there's this big risk of, of everything going wrong. And, and so I think that from a place of vulnerability, it feels like it can be a place of weakness for a lot of people. Mm. And, you know, that's something that I I think I learned in the collective as well, that vulnerability can actually be a strength. So whenever Mm -hmm. you see new entrepreneurs or people who are wanting to leave their job, like really getting caught up in like, I don't want to be vulnerable. I don't want to seem like I'm weak. How do you, how do you approach that with them? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great question. And I do want to just touch on like that risk factor too first, Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. because I feel like there's really risk in anything that you do, whether you are working a traditional nine to five or, um, you know, as an employee, there's always risk that that job may not be available anymore to you. Um, And one thing that really is part of my why in doing what I do and helping people start their own business and getting them, you know, getting their passions out into the world and helping to heal the world is because my parents passed away in their sixties. Mm-hmm. My mom passed away when she was 62 and my dad passed away when he was 63 mm-hmm. and they worked their entire lives mm-hmm. for retirement. That was what they were working for. They talked about it all the time that when we retire, we can do this. When we retire, we can do this. Mm-hmm. When we retire, we can get this. We can go to these places. 
Well, retirement lasted maybe a few years for them and they worked their whole lives for that. So for me, I look at that as like a risky way of living to put things out into the future and wait for things that you may want now that you may not get to experience later if you wait. Um, So I just wanted to touch on that because that is part of my why and why I do what I do. Because again, if you're waiting for something out into the future, the future is never really guaranteed. So, right. And the vulnerability part. So that I think is, again, kind of goes back to just fear, right. Of what are people going to think? What are people going to say? And, and I think our gifts and our talents and our special passions are sometimes things that we don't really share with other people because we don't want them judged. And we don't, we don't want to be seen in a way that is really vulnerable mm-hmm. because there's maybe something that has happened to us in the past, right? Where yeah. we've either maybe been made fun of or even bullied about something that was different about us, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that's really just about practicing, right? Like putting yourself out there and practicing doing it. But I also feel that if you really, again, bring it back to the why why am I doing this? Am I doing this to help people? Am I doing this because I know it's going to heal someone and help them live a better life, mm-hmm. help them heal from maybe something that has happened to them in their past? Yeah. That has to be bigger than my fear mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of, you know, whatever might happen. Yeah. And I, I know there's a saying about there's, there's so many things that have happened in the, in my head, right? Like I've made up all these things that have happened that actually never happened. Yeah. And I mean, again, I just bring it back to what is your, why, why are you helping people that has to be stronger than your fear? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because the, whenever I think about that, the, the possibility of everything working out Mm -hmm. is exponentially more like fulfilling to think about than the, than the possibility of it not working out. Because if it doesn't work out, there's always something else I can try, you know? Yeah. I think that that whole, that whole aspect of putting yourself out there and practicing, like you said, practicing being vulnerable and seeing what lands is a skill that, that all entrepreneurs I think need to have. Um, but it is hard, you know, it is hard if you've never even like thought of running a business or having a business. Um, it can be really difficult to kind of step into that space. So do you have any like personal, can you share like a personal experience where you felt like you felt that fear and like, what was your process in, in coming out of it and, and actually just doing the thing and putting yourself out there? Mm, absolutely. So I think that happens actually quite often. To, yeah. I mean, I could think of many examples and just this continued journey of entrepreneurship and having my own business. I think there's constantly things that are kind of testing you in a way, right? Yeah. Um, you're having to overcome a lot of different things as you move along. There's going to be, um, well, number one, I think fear of our using our voice. Mm, So, mm -hmm. um, using our voice could be written or video or actually speaking. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I think fear of 
putting it out there, putting out there what my opinion really is Mm -hmm. and knowing that there's other people out there that that might not have the same opinion, Mm -hmm. but to also be really just mindful and really think that through. I think that that's something that I do quite a bit when I do feel like that fear coming up. Um, I, I try to locate it in my body too, right? Like, where does that, where is that fear? Is it, is it in my chest? Is it in my belly? Mm -hmm. You know, where is that coming from? Try to identify where it is and then, okay, how can I push past this? Or how can I think through this so that when I know I'm putting it out there, it might be scary. Mm -hmm. Someone might say something, someone might make a comment, someone might not like it, Mm -hmm. but that's okay. Because it might help that one person. It might help all those people that are out there waiting for somebody to say something or to to bring something to their attention so that they can work through it, so that they can heal from it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. As an entrepreneur and a business owner, you're going to be continually going through things that are going to push you. And um, you're going to just learn from so many different things that you're going to go through. Mm -hmm. So I think looking at it too as like, okay, I'm going to learn from all of these things. And the more I push past the fear and the more I take action, the more I'm just going to get better at it. And it's going to become so much easier. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. Um, what, what was your, uh, what was your experience leaving your job? Like what, what, what steps did you take to arrive there? What obstacles did you face beforehand? Like, what was the process for you in deciding like, you know what, I want to do something different for, for my career? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I know for sure going through the collective and learning about being a coach and really Mm -hmm. understanding that this was where I, this is where I live in the most flow and alignment is Mm -hmm. when I'm coaching and when I'm, you know, helping other people. And when I was working in the emergency department as a nurse, I was so stressed out. I, oh, just thinking about it, like it's bringing back like all of the like anxiety and yeah, just like that tight feeling in my chest and just knowing that I'm walking into a place where I don't belong. Mm-hmm. I just didn't belong there anymore. And I remember trying to pump myself up before I'd go into work and okay, I can do this. I can do this. It's only eight hours. It's only 12 hours, you know, whatever it was. And by the first five minutes Mm -hmm. of my shift, I was like, I got to get out of here. I just can't. Yeah. I I'm, I'm no longer living in my values. Like, I feel like that was something huge to really realize is that I'm not living. I'm not living in my values. I don't agree with everything that's going on here. Mm -hmm. I can't I can't live at this stress level. It's just not, it's not where I'm meant to be. Um, And so I think because our brains move away from pain, that's, you know, trying to keep us safe. Once I realized that, that this just was not a safe environment for me to be in anymore. Mm -hmm. And I had this other thing. I had this thing that brought me so much joy and I loved doing, I could do it all day long. And That is what kind of pushed me over of being like, you know what? I can't do this anymore. I have to move to do something else. And I find that that's where most of my clients will come to me Mm -hmm. is at that point where something happens at work with either a coworker or the management or something, something happens where they're like, I just can't do this anymore. I have to pursue my dream. I can't wait any longer. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so that was really, it was just this catalytic moment of, I can't do this anymore. I, this is yeah. not where I'm meant to be. Yeah. Yeah. I'm also, I'm finding too, that, that, that nudge tends to get ignored for a while before people mm-hmm. are like, okay, maybe I really do need to, like something big has to happen before somebody takes that leap. And why, why do you think that is? Why do you think people wait so long to, to acknowledge that nudge? Mm. That's a great question. I mean, my, my initial answer is money. Yeah. I feel like even though you you could be suffering in a job for years, Mm -hmm. but it's what's bringing in the paycheck, the steady paycheck. I'm using my quotes, right? Right. Because again, nothing is ever really guaranteed as an employee. Um, But that I think we're also, we're not really trained to listen Mm -hmm. to our body and to what is really going on. We just brush it aside and just try to get through it to get that paycheck and to, you know, continue to work so that they, so that you can have money. And of course, there's a lot of things I think underneath that. Mm -hmm. And how do we, how do we help people to really start to understand and, and listen to that Mm -hmm. um, intuition or nudge or that feeling where it's like, this is not the right place. Like you you need to move. Yeah. Yeah. I want to talk a little bit about the money thing, because that is, um, (laughs) I mean, that was my biggest resistance for wanting Mm -hmm. to, for, for wanting to stay in my job for as long as I did. And then um, it was interesting because like, as soon as I let go of that, as soon as I let go of that, like that, that tight grip that I had on the steady paycheck and the everything opened up for me. And like, I mean, I'm making more now than I did at my Mm. nine to five job. And so energetically, can you speak to how, how that manifests in some of your clients and how that, how that happened with you? Like, did anything shift energetically whenever you finally like let go of, of that tight grip that you had on like the stable job, the stable income? Right. Yeah, no, uh, for sure. I've seen it happen um, multiple times. Um, I had a client recently who had been pursuing something that she wanted. It was Mm -hmm. part of like her passion and what she wanted to do. And she was holding really tightly onto that, um, that dream, that vision. It was, it was in very much in alignment. It just was not working out with that specific place that she wanted it to happen. Right. And once once she kind of said, you know what, I'm just going to focus on something else. Like, I'm just going to let that go. I'm going to focus on this over here. This other opportunity showed up that was even more in alignment. Mm. That was even showcasing more of her gifts. And so I think it's like that, that letting go of planning the outcome or needing to have it a certain way. Yeah. Yeah is huge because I've seen it happen so many times of, okay, I'm going to hold on. I'm going to hold on tight because I think this is the way that it should go. Yeah. But what if there's something better that's just waiting? It's just beyond the horizon, but you're holding on so tightly and looking and focusing so intently on this other thing Yeah. that this other thing is just waiting for you. You just have to let, let the other thing go. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So I definitely think it's an energetic 
piece um, to it because yeah. yeah, holding on tightly and just knowing that there's something else out there, something better or something that we can't even plan for. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's almost like looking at like a quilt under a microscope, mm. you know, and like seeing all the little threads and the pieces and you're not really sure how they all fit together. But then whenever you kind of zoom out and see this big picture, it's like this beautiful tapestry of, you know, like that's, that's a visualization I like to use in some of my, um, in some of my sessions with my clients is sometimes whenever we get really zoned in on one thing, like Mm -hmm. my, the first thing that comes to my mind is my original goal at the beginning of this year was to leave my job by May 26th, my birthday. And Mm -hmm. Um, as soon as I made that goal, I started feeling so, so anxious about it. Mm -hmm. And like, Mm -hmm. it was blocking me from all kinds of different things. I wasn't really seeing the success that I wanted to see in my business. And um, eventually my mentor was like, let's just throw that goal out the window. (laughs) Obviously it's like, it's not serving you to have like a specific goal to leave your job. And like, why don't we just make it to where, wherever you are on your birthday, um, we'll just celebrate you for wherever you are and just trust that you're exactly where you need to be. I ended up leaving my job a month later after, after that goal that I had set. So it is really cool to see just the, like, as you relinquish control of the outcome, like what other space you're creating for other opportunities to come in. For sure. Yeah. My, one of the coaches that I'm working with now uses the phrase, like, forget the how for now. Mm-hmm. Like just plan for the things, like think about the things that you're dreaming of and that you want. Mm-hmm. And yes, of course, you're going to work on the how, you know, of, of how you can get there and some of the ways that you can get there, yeah. but don't make that the only way. Don't mm-hmm. make that your, you know, only thing that you can hold on to mm-hmm. because there might be other blessings and other things that are going to come along the way that you can't even predict that you don't even know of right now, because in a week or two or a month from now, mm-hmm. this other thing could come into your world that is meant for you that you don't even know about yet. So yeah. forget the how for now is something that I definitely think about a lot in when I'm trying to plan everything and have control <laughs> over it all, Yeah, you know, well, Sometimes that isn't always the best, the best thing for me. Yeah. I always think, think of like, it reminds me of dating. Like, mm. you know how like you like, cause whenever I was, whenever I was younger, I, I wanted so badly to be like married and have the kids and have the house. And like, it was just, it was so ingrained in me from like a very young age that like, that was the natural trajectory that my life had to go. Mm-hmm. And so I just found that whenever I was like in the dating game, I I was almost like desperate to, to, to find Mm -hmm. that. And Mm -hmm. so I wasn't really being who I wasn't really being me, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and it wasn't until I just kind of like let go of that expectation that I would ever find a husband and <laughs> just like started to be myself and and be a little bit more relaxed in the dating world. And then literally after I decided to do that, like the first person that I, I met after that was my husband. Yeah. And it, yeah, so I know that this it's kind of unrelated to business, but also like when we're talking about energy and we're talking about mm-hmm. creating space within yourself for other opportunities, sometimes right. you have to let go of that that control of the thing that you actually want. Like you can't control when you get it, how you get it, you know. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it's it reminds me of almost all of my clients. Mm-hmm. When I think back to all of the clients that I've had in the last few years, 
I didn't know probably 80 to 90% of them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They came to me through referrals, through other people, um, through social media. Maybe they saw something that I put out there. Yeah. So I'm just showing up and putting myself out there, showing who I am, telling people what I do, kind of like that lighthouse um, metaphor, if you will, right? Of like, I'm just going to shine my light. Yeah. And if somebody sees it and needs to find me, they'll find me. Mm -hmm. But I can't sit and focus on exactly who is going to come my way and exactly who it's going to be and when it's going to happen. If I did that, I don't think I would ever get anything done worrying about that. Right. Yeah, that that also speaks to just like the internal work you have to do as an entrepreneur to Mm. work through all of those blocks, because like if you're allowing that to prevent you from shining your light, like, I don't know, I I heard my coach, Laura, say this, but it's selfish for you to hide yourself from the people that need your help. Right. And that (laughs) I felt so called out when she said that. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's a lot of work that I need to do for myself, but, but once you kind of move through that and are on the other side, it's like, it's so fulfilling. It's so rewarding. Yeah. 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 No, that, that's, that really resonates with me as well. And just knowing that, um, you know, there's so many, um, songs and creative expressions and things that people have, that they go, you know, really to the grave with, to be quite Mm. honest, because they're afraid to shine their light and they're afraid to Mm. share with the world, you know, this, this beautiful thing that they have. Um, And it is, it's sad. And and like you said, it is selfish. And when you start to look at it like that, some of those fears and some of those doubts and, and maybe insecurities just kind of start to melt away because it's really not about you. Yeah. It's not about you. It's about helping other people and healing other people and sharing this special gift that you've been given. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I got, I got like, I had to have like a moment there because hearing you say like, there are so many like gifts and so many, um, you know, even like, yeah, people who, who are musicians or artists Mm -hmm. or creatives, a lot of, a lot of that creativity, a lot of those gifts, end up dying with the person because they're so afraid to let them out. And um, yeah, I just have a lot of empathy for that just because I know that that fear is really real, but also I want to just normalize that because that is part of being human to feel fear and to want to protect ourselves. Um, But I think it's a beautiful thing whenever you can, you can address the fear and acknowledge it and be, really compassionate with yourself about it, but not let yes. that hold you back. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. Yes. Um, yeah. Being compassionate with yourself and, and honoring your feelings and exploring them and finding out, you know, okay, well, where is this? Why is this? Mm-hmm. And how can I move past it? Yeah. What would be like, so for people who are they have this nudge, right? If anyone mm-hmm. who who is listening to this has a nudge to do something different, to step out of the box a little bit, possibly finding that urge to to leave their nine to five, mm-hmm. what would be your top like three tips mm. for how to move through that? Yeah. Well, number one, find somebody who can support you. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know if that's a coach, if that's another um, entrepreneur who's mm-hmm. kind of been along that journey, a mentor, somebody that can support you mm-hmm. because it can get really difficult when you don't have the support. And even more so when you have people around you that don't really want you to do that. Yeah. yeah. You know, they have resistance, whether it's their stories or or thoughts about entrepreneurship or the, um, you know, uncertainty story. Um, but having people around you that support you and can help you kind of hold that dream, mm-hmm. I think is, is huge. Um, secondly, I think just getting really clear on what it is that you want to do mm-hmm. and who, like who you want to help. Yeah. Cause I think that is such a huge, it doesn't sound that hard to just ask that question, but when you start to think about, you know, those bigger visions and bigger dreams of, of what healers want to do. Healers want to heal the world. Mm-hmm. I want to heal the world. That's, yeah. that's why I'm using my gifts and talents in this Same. way so that yeah, I can help exactly. other people heal the world. So I think sometimes our dreams can get really big and I'm not saying don't dream big because I absolutely believe that. Mm-hmm. However, you have to start somewhere. You mm-hmm. have to start with, with a certain, like, I guess, specific type of person that you want to help. Right. Mm-hmm. And what you want to do. And then thirdly, it's going to be working on yourself, Mm -hmm. all of your belief systems, uh, mindset around employee mindset versus entrepreneur mindset. Uh, I brought up the money mindset thing already. Um, We, we have a lot of stories about money that we've learned growing up and even into our adulthood. Um, I think working on yourself is huge personal growth and development is, is key for the entrepreneur. Absolutely. Yep. I resonate with all three of those things. Um, yeah, well, Sarah, is there anything else that you'd like to share that we haven't touched on yet that we haven't talked about? Mm, Great question. I think if I go back to that lighthouse example and just talking about that is, Mm -hmm don't be afraid to shine your light. You were given these special gifts, Mm -hmm. these special talents. Um, These things are on your heart for a reason. Mm -hmm. The people that you help and the people that you want to serve, it's all there for a reason. Mm -hmm. And yeah, just don't be afraid to shine your light. Yeah. I love that lighthouse metaphor. It just really resonates with me just because, um, you know, for the longest time, I felt like I couldn't shine mine because I was so afraid. And, you know, that's one of the reasons why I have people like you on this podcast to, to encourage people who are listening, who don't feel like they can, Mm -hmm. um, to just do it. You know, there's, there's not really much to lose in that sense. Right. Um, And I think about the people that have helped me in my journey. Yes. I mean, have had major impact on not only my business, but my life. Yeah. I can think of a a specific coach who for years, he didn't, he didn't want to be seen at all. He, he talked about how he had terrible acne, you know, he had all these health issues and just like was in a really bad place, but had all these things that he wanted to share. Right. And if he had never put his if he had, if he had never turned his light on and, sh- and shined his light, my life would not have been changed. Yeah. Period. End of story. Mm-hmm. So to think about all of these people that have changed my life by shining theirs, 
shining their light. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it just, um, I mean, it automatically kind of, again, throws out my fears. It's like, oh yeah, I do have these things yeah. that I'm meant to share and that I meant to help people with. Yeah. So shine on, right? Oh, love it. Love it. Um, well, I have one final question for you, Sarah, because this is called the Aligned and Well podcast. For you, being an entrepreneur, being a healer, being someone who helps healers, what does being aligned and well mean for you? Mm, I love this question. Um, well, when I think of alignment and being aligned, I just think flow. Mm-hmm. Like what flows easily? Where is my life filled with ease? How can I live in a place that I'm constantly having like energy flowing through me without, um, without hurdles or without barriers. Mm -hmm. And so for that alignment means living in my values, Mm -hmm. living in love and service. Mm -hmm. And then, well, being well for me is feeling strong, being healthy, having people around me that fill me up and support me and love me, I would say those things would speak to what aligned and well means for me. Mm, Beautiful. I so enjoyed this conversation with you, Sarah, and I want to have you, I want to be able to have you share where can people find you if somebody's listening to this and they want more of you, um, where can they find you? How can they get in touch with you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so my website is sarahbeasons.com and you can find me on most of the socials that I'm on is my name as well, Sarah Beasness. Mm-hmm. So pretty easy to find uh, just with my name. So awesome. Yeah, well, I'll have all those links in the show notes for any of you who want to connect with Sarah, this beautiful soul here. Thank you so much, Sarah, for, for being a guest on my podcast. This is such an amazing conversation. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm blessed to have you in my life. Awesome. So good. Loved this conversation with Sarah. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I really hope that you guys had some some great takeaways from it, especially if you are someone who has just been feeling misaligned in your current work and are ready to, to get out and do something different. I hope this was just a little nudge of encouragement for you. So if you would like to connect with Sarah, I have put all of her info in the show notes, connect with her, follow her on social, reach out to her if, um, if what she shared today resonates resonates with you. I really love bringing on other nurse coaches and interviewing them on this podcast. I mean, there's so many of them. You guys have heard a few of my nurse coach colleagues on this podcast already. And um, I just I just feel like we have such amazing conversations. We all have such amazing gifts. Um, so yeah, uh, for the nurse coaches listening to this, I would love to invite you to sign up for the waiting list for Nurse Coach Tech Mastery. So this is a membership that I launched back in August. The doors are currently closed, but they're going to open again in January. And I'm going to have lots of new content available within that membership. But this membership is basically packed with video tutorials, worksheets, templates, live Q&As, and so much more to help you navigate the world of tech in your nurse coaching practice. I think this is just an area that a lot of nurse coaches have really struggled with. Um, So if you are a nurse coach who needs help with all things tech, I got you. I'd love to have you in the membership. 
put your name on the waiting list now because I'm going to be launching again in January and opening the doors. So um, go to the link in the show notes and um, the doors to the membership, I think will be open on January 9th. So yeah. I would love to hear your feedback on this episode. So if you're listening on a platform where you can leave a review, please do so. I'd greatly appreciate it. Um, if anything in this interview resonated with you at all, subscribe to the podcast, take a screenshot of the episode, share it on social media. I really love seeing when you guys are listening. So um, tag me at Nurse Coach Sean and let me know what you think. Uh, thank you so much, everyone, for continuing to listen. And as always, I'm here to serve and support you in the most powerful way I can. Just remember, when all is aligned, all is well. Bye. Bye.